wala and do not tusair you turn khaddaka your cheek linnasi for the people do not turn your cheek towards the people what does it mean by this tusair from the root letters sad ain ra sar and sar basically is a kind of disease that camels get okay which stiffens their neck and when their neck is stiff that means they're not turning it you understand so if the whole neck is stiff they're not going to turn right they're not going to turn left this is what sa'ar is literally and from this the sa'ar of the khad khad is cheek okay it's to stiffen one's cheek meaning to show someone your cheek not face them not look at them with your eyes but always keep your side towards them He says la tusair khaddaka linnas do not turn your cheek toward people meaning in contempt in pride in arrogance rather face people look at them talk to them hear them listen to them no matter how angry you are because what happens is that when we're upset what do we do generally i'm upset with you right we will turn our face away have you seen little children doing that i'm not your friend you know and turn the face away so this is tusair khaddaka linnas don't show your cheek to people this is not polite wala tamshi and do not walk tamshi mim shin ya fil ardi in the earth maraha exultantly what is marh ikhtiyal you know to think highly of oneself and when a person is thinking very highly of themselves then it shows in their walk So don't walk in a proud way. Rather how should you walk? Hawnan, gently, in a humble way. Inna Allah, indeed Allah, la yuhibbu, he does not like kulla every mukhtalin fakhur. Self-deluded and boastful individual. Allah does not like. Luqman doesn't say to his son, I don't like this. Luqman doesn't say people don't like it. Luqman says Allah does not like such an individual. Again, what is he instilling over here? Muraqaba. Be careful. Allah is watching you. Be mindful of Allah. The two words that are mentioned here, Allah does not like muqtal and he does not like fakhur. Who is muqtal? Muqtal self-deluded, self-conceited. From ikhtiyal, kha ya lam. Ikhtiyal is arrogance or pride that is based on some greatness or superiority that a person thinks he has because it's from khiyal, which is to think. Right? So a person thinks that, oh, I look the best. Oh, I am the best. I am the most smart over here. I am the most intelligent one. You know, I can read the best. I can draw the best. I can paint the best. I can run the best. I can play this game the best. Whereas in reality, he's not actually like that. So muqtal, self-conceited. In an imaginary world, a person thinks himself as very great. So what happens is that muqtal, you know, this arrogance, it is reflected in the actions, in one's manners, in his body language. Allah does not like muqtal. And He doesn't like fakhur. Who is fakhur? Boastful. Fa-kha-ra. You remember the word fakhar? fakhar the clay of pottery okay have you ever seen a bowl or a dish or a vessel that is made of mud huh maybe you've made it yourself also what happens when you touch it when you knock on it does it make a sound 
It does, right? This is who a fakhur person is. That they make noise about who? Themselves. I am this, I am that. I have done this, I have done that. I can do this, I can do that. So fakhur, boastful. Meaning someone who through his speech shows off, is arrogant. Mukhtal is how? Through one's actions, manner, body language. Fakhur is through one's words, through one's speech. And what's the objective over here? To make sure that you're being given importance, trying to gain attention. Allah does not like such people. So don't walk arrogantly and do not deal with people arrogantly. So how should you treat people in the best manner? What is he doing over here? He's warning his son against? Against? Arrogance. The Prophet ﷺ said, Allah has revealed to me that you must be humble. You must be humble. So that no one oppresses another and no one boasts over another. No person should boast over another. You know, sometimes it happens in a very subtle way. Like for example, if somebody tells you, I was up till one o'clock doing my assignment, and you're like, yeah, you think you're some big shot? I was up till two o'clock. There you go. You understand? This is what? Fakhur. Trying to display one's sacrifices, and one's accomplishments, and one's you know abilities, and one's achievements. Why? Allah does not like such an individual. And if we remember this, Allah does not like then we wouldn't care about how we look in front of people. Assalamu alaikum. It's amazing how relevant this ayah is to us these days because Allah is telling us to be humble. And these days with social networking, our whole society is based on a self-praise, right? Selfies, you know, you go to the top of the CN Tower, take a picture of you at the top of the CN Tower, or whatever else there is. It's all about me, 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 showing off and all that. So, you know, at those moments when you're really tempted to show off and you know, post a picture or post something online, you should think about this ayah and, you know, be more humble. I mean, unless there is a, a certain reason to tell people that, you know, I was here doing something, I was here worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, remember, I remembered you in my du'as, you know, things like that, that's different. Or you want to share with your family, that's different. But taking note of every single, you know, big or small accomplishment, what's the point of that? So Allah does not like such individuals who are constantly boasting. In Surah Al-A'raf, Ayah 13, we learn, about Iblis, that how when he said, I am better than Adam, I'm not going to do sajda over here. Allah said, قَالَ فَهْبِطْ مِنْهَا فَمَا يَكُونُ لَكَ أَن تَتَكَبَّرَ فِيهَا فَخْرُجْ إِنَّكَ مِنَ الصَّاغِرِينَ You have no right to be arrogant over here. Get out of here. You are of those who are made small. You have no honor, no worth. You are of those who are debased. And this is a reality. Those who try to exalt themselves, Allah brings them down. But those who humble themselves, then Allah raises them. In Surah Al-Isra, Ayah 37, the same thing is mentioned. وَلَا تَمْشِ فِي الْأَرْضِ مَرَحًا Do not walk upon the earth exultantly. إِنَّكَ لَن تَخْرِقَ الْأَرْضَ وَلَن تَبْلُغَ الْجِبَالَ طُولًا Indeed, you will never tear the earth apart and you will never reach the mountains in height. Because what happens is, you know, مُخْتَال, it's from خَيْل also. خَيْل is horse, right? So horses, when they walk, there's a certain kind of pride in their 
confidence in their walk. You know, neck straight, high up. So sometimes what happens is that when we're thinking too much about ourselves, it comes in our walk even. So on the one hand, Luqman Hakim is telling his son about certain good habits that he must develop, like salah, like amr bil ma'roof, nahir al-munkar, like sabr. Over here he's telling his son about what he shouldn't do. There are do's and there are don'ts. And this is how good character is. Good qualities that must be adopted and bad qualities that must be abandoned. Waqsid. He says, be moderate. Qaf, sad, dal, qasd. And what does qasd mean? To proceed straight away. Qasd is basically your intention. Okay, your goal. This is what qasd literally means. And then from this qasd is to proceed straight away. Where? To your goal. Without going right, without going left. Now, does it ever happen with you that you, let's say, in the grocery store, right? And you say, okay, straight to the cash. But then as you're walking, you're like, oh, what's this in this aisle? Turn left. No, 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 back. You go back towards the cash. But then what happens? You see something else on the right. So what happened? You didn't go straight. You got distracted. You went right, you went left. Alright? So, from this, the word qasd is also used for moderation. Being moderate, being balanced, not going to extremes, not going right, not going left, staying in the middle. Meaning doing what you're supposed to do. Being free of any extremism. So, waqsid fi mashyik. He's saying be moderate in what? In your walk. In the way that you walk. Meaning don't be too fast and don't be too slow. Rather you should walk peacefully and in a dignified way, with dignity. وَقْصِدْ فِي مَشِيكَ وَغْضُدْ and lower. غَيْنْ ضَادْ ضَادْ Remember? غَضُّ الْبَصَرْ Lowering of the gaze. But غَضْ is also lowering of the voice. So lower your voice. Walk and talk. Two things are being described over here. In your walk, be moderate. In your talk, be humble. وَغْضُدْ مِنْ صَوْتِكَ And وَغْضُدْ مِنْ صَوْتِكَ especially means don't be too loud. Do not talk in full volume all the time. Your volume should be just enough so that the other person can hear you. And I heard somewhere recently that raising your voice, if it was really a blessing, then Allah would not have given it to the donkeys. Meaning if it's really a good thing, then it wouldn't have been given to donkeys. This doesn't mean that we must never raise our voice. There are times, there are situations in which voice has to be raised. Like for example, if a person is giving the adhan, if a person is talking to a whole lot of people, there is no microphone. It's necessary. You have to raise your voice. But when you're angry, and the person that you're angry with is sitting right in front of you, is there any point of raising your voice and hurting their ears? Is there? No. If we get frazzled, if we get upset, and the person is standing right next to us, sitting right behind us, and we don't like the fact that they're constantly giving us directions, go right, go left, change your lane, speed up, slow down, give the indicator. We don't like it, because they're being a literally backseat driver. So you don't need to turn around and yell at them. We don't need to raise our voice all the time. أُغْضُدْ min sautik, Lower your voice. And Luqman says, إِنَّ أَنْكَرَ الْأَصْوَاتِ Indeed, the worst of all sounds is which sound? لَصَوْتُ الْحَمِيدِ Surely it is the sound of the donkey. أَنْكَرْ نُونْ كَافْرَ What is munkar? Wrong. 
that which is detested, that which is to be left. So, ankar al-aswat, the most irritating sound, the most annoying sound, the most uncivilized, wild, and disgusting, and hideous, and loathsome voice, sound is that of a donkey. Because the voice, the sound of the donkey, the braying of a donkey, it's really not pleasing. It's not beautiful. You understand? I mean, if the birds are chirping, okay, or you know, even if goats and cows are mooing and whatever, uh, they're making their sounds, there's some cuteness to it. But a donkey? No, seriously. What is it? It's just loud and it doesn't have any beauty in it. You know, even a moo has some kind of beauty in it. But the sound of the donkey, it doesn't have any beauty in it. It's just pure annoying. That's what it is. Now, for a donkey, this, the voice of the donkey is fine because it's a donkey. But for human beings, the sound of the donkey is not okay. It's not befitting. You understand? And the donkey's sound, the sound of Hamid, how is it? It's low and then high, and then low and then high, and then low and then high. This is how it is. There's a lot of inhaling and exhaling. Can you get a video or something out? So let them hear the sound of the donkey. Because maybe you've never seen a donkey. You should know because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions it in the Qur'an. And the thing is that when we are yelling in anger, then it's like we have to stop to catch our breath and then continue again. And then stop and then continue again. And then raise our voice and then lower it. And then we're tired so that's why we lowered our voice again. Allah does not like it. In ankara al-aswati lasawtul hamir. Let me know when you're ready, okay? Is it ready? Was it pleasing? So sometimes when we're angry and we're yelling, we need to stop and hear ourselves. Really we should. Yes. That the raising of the voice is not just in times of anger, but also in times of happiness, in times of pleasure. That sometimes we're laughing so loud that we could sound like that. We could. So controlling the voice in general. We don't need to raise it all the time. It's as if he's telling his son, Oh my son, don't be like a donkey. Don't talk like a donkey. Don't raise your voice like a donkey. You see, walk and talk are mentioned together. Because walk and talk, what do they show? Our character. Isn't it? And if you think about it, when we want something, when we need something, either we walk towards it, we use our mashi, or we use our saut, our voice, to tell somebody to bring it, or to call them, if it's a person. Right? So, whenever we're trying to do anything, our manner, our style, how should it be? Moderate, free from extremism. Not too slow that we're like almost dead, and we have no life and no energy. Nor should we be so aggressive that we are almost annoying and hurtful to others. The Prophet ﷺ's behavior among his companions, how was it? It was described as, the Prophet ﷺ was always cheerful, 
easy-mannered, lenient. He was not rough, noisy, vulgar, insulting, or stingy. He used to overlook what he disliked without depriving others of hope or answering them negatively. He refrained from disputation. He spared others from three things. He never censured them. He never found fault with them, nor did he spy on them. He spoke only what he hoped would be rewarded. When he spoke, his listeners lowered their head quietly. And when he was silent, they spoke. They never spoke haphazardly in front of him. If one talked in his presence, they listened to him until he was finished. He used to laugh and wonder at what they laughed or wondered at. The Prophet ﷺ would also laugh. He was patient with strangers who were rude in both their talks and their requests. And there are so many instances that we can think of over here how the Prophet ﷺ was like this. The description that is given over here. So, walk and talk. Be moderate. And this shows to us that moderation is needed in everything. What is qasd? Between extremism. right? One extreme is mubalagha. To overdo something. And the other extreme is taqseer. To shorten it. To not give it its due right. So, moderation in both in walk, talk, and in everything in general in one's life. The Prophet ﷺ said, when you hear the crowing of roosters, ask for Allah's blessing, for they have seen an angel. And when you hear the braying of donkeys, then seek refuge with Allah from shaitan, for they have seen a shaitan. And sometimes when a person is yelling like a donkey, and sometimes it's us, then we need to seek refuge with Allah. Because who is it that's making us angry and lose control over ourselves? Who is it? It's shaitan. So fasta'id billah. Seek refuge with Allah the Exalted. Recitation. وَلَا تُصَعِّرْ خَدَّكَ لِلنَّاسِ وَلَا تَمْشِ فِي الْأَرْضِ مَرَحَا إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يُحِبُّ كُلَّ مُخْتَالٍ فَخُورٍ وَقَصِدْ فِي مَشْيِكَ وَاغْضُضْ مِنْ صَوْتِكَ إِنَّ أَنْكَرَ الْأَصْوَاتِ لَصَوْتُ الْحَمِيرِ Anything you'd like to say before we continue? Yes. Sometimes uh, we think that hijab is just covering the head Like the sister mentioned, you know uh, Laughter, the way you speak Especially when there's a gathering of men and women We have to watch our walk, the way we speak The way we conduct ourselves Especially the laughter of you know, the women sometimes It's so loud It just kind of attracts attention well, Sometimes even when as you know, girls, as we're sitting Even in that, we kind of get out of control. I mean, if you look at all the things that are mentioned over here, what kind of personality is Luqman developing in his child? A very balanced, calm, responsible individual. Right? Who has the sense of identity. I have my rules. What is right is right. What is wrong is wrong. I have to pray. Right? I will be patient over anything that hurts me, that annoys me. Right? responsibility, and then overall, well-mannered person who watches their walk, their talk, their anger, their laughter, everything. So I didn't notice that I was reading so loudly over here and sitting. My son came from the men's section and he said, Mama, you're so loud. 
you should not read it so loudly that's right yeah i mean sometimes it could be our recitation of the quran also that if it's too loud that first of all we're hurting our throats and so we can't read beyond a page or two and then secondly other people are getting disturbed they can't do anything i think one of the greatest thing uh, that has been shown is how uh, luqman is giving the advice to his son and for parents uh, to be modeling it yes uh, while they are doing it because the children are the one uh, so it's not what you say but what you do and the setup that they have if they have created those boundaries where and set the examples where everybody know their limits mm-hmm. then it's easier for the children to follow yes jazakallah khair for bringing that up and we see that respect and love in the speech of luqman right in how he is talking to his child ya bunayya and one more thing that i noticed is the words of luqman to his son how many are there i mean how many verses are there how many rules does he give to his son how much information is he giving to his child not a lot right just a few concise Um, you also see that every time he gives an advice, he gives the reason, the logic behind it, mm-hmm. which is something that parents should always keep in mind because a lot of the times, you know, their parents are like, oh, don't do this, don't do this, and children grow up thinking, you know, why? Why shouldn't I do it? Like even when he tells his son to, you know, speak, not sound, like, you know, lower his voice, mm-hmm. he tells him, he gives him the example of a donkey. Yes. When he's teaching him about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, or about muraqaba consciousness he gives him an example when he teaches him about salah amr bin ma'ruf nahi anil munkar he tells him this is of the matters which you have to stick to you have to abide by inna dhalika min azm al umur they require determination but you have to be determined because allah is the one who's ordered so for everything there is some explanation there is some reason there is some benefit or things that he is forbidding him from there is the harm that's mentioned over there Whenever we become arrogant or like exceed our bounds, Allah always puts us back in our place like immediately uh, through something or another. So the other day, I was um, I went out and I bought something and I was feeling good about it. And I was like walking to the bus stop all happy and stuff. And I'm leaning against this like telephone pole or whatever, all like proud and stuff. And then immediately I feel something drop on my head. and then i touch it why did you touch it <laughs> with a piece of paper good <laughs> and it was bird poo and then i was like astaghfirullah that's this is what i get for being like overly happy for something so small you know the thing is that you know happiness this joy is very natural you get something you feel happy but you have to channel it in the right direction you have to turn it into gratitude instead of arrogance Assalamu alaikum. Um, I think what has also struck me here is in a world where we are called extremists, that's a word that is actually really used a lot to describe people who actually follow Islam. We're just being told no. Actually we're moderate. The word in the Quran is we are people of moderation. Moderate. Yep. That's moderation is what we're taught. Qasd. Right? Um, all of the instructions or the advice that Luqman gives to his son, I want you to do this homework. Okay? write it down so for example la tushrik billah okay and then next to that you know make two columns basically and the second column should be why so what's the reason and what's the reason over here la tushrik billah why inna shirka 
لَظُلْمٌ عَظِيمٌ We'll do it together right now, but you have to do it in writing. Okay? So, for the first one is, لَا تُشْرِكْ بِاللَّهِ Because إِنَّ الشِّرْكَ لَظُلْمٌ عَظِيمٌ Alright. The next is the commands that he's giving. So, أَقِمِ الصَّلَاةَ وَأْمُرْ بِالْمَعْرُوفِ وَانْهَ عَنِ الْمُنْكَرِ وَاصْبِرْ عَلَى مَا أَصَابَكَ Why? Why? إِنَّ ذَلِكَ مِنْ عَزْمِ الْأُمُورِ The next is لَا تُصَعِرْ خَدَّكَ لِلنَّاسِ لَا تَمْشِ فِي الْأَرْضِ مَرَحَا Why? إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يُحِبُّ كُلَّ مُخْتَالٍ فَخُورٍ The next is وَقْصِدْ فِي مَشِّكَ وَغْضُدْ مِنْ صَوْتِكَ Why? Because إِنَّ أَنْكَرَ الْأَصْوَاتِ لَصَوْتُ الْحَمِيرِ So this is one homework. The second homework is share these verses or the content of these verses, okay, the do's and the don'ts, with a child. Whether it's your own child, or somebody else's child, your sister, your brother, a child. Okay? I'm not going to give an age over here, because children are children. Okay? Whoever you think is a child, go ahead and tell them about this. And also take their feedback. What do they have to say? So for example, you're telling them about shirk, you're explaining it. Take note of the challenges you're facing in explaining this to them. And secondly, what are their questions or what are their comments or what are their reflections on it? Okay? So these two homeworks. First of all, write these down. And secondly, you have to tell somebody about it. Tell a child about it. Okay? Inshallah. Subhanakallahumma bihamdik. Ashadu wa la ilaha illa anta. Astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayk. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.